Are you in the construction or contracting business and looking for ways to save time and money? Welcome to the Constructing Growth Podcast. My name is Nate Flake, and I'm here to help you discover ways to streamline your back office, automate your workflows, and find the right tools to help you set up your business for growth. Welcome back to season two of the Constructing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Flake, and today we are speaking with Lisa McCarthy. We've already talked to her once in season one. She's from Out of the Box Technology, the Chief Strategy Officer. Lisa, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. For those listening that haven't listened to your first episode, A, go back and listen. But uh, can you give your little introduction and for your new listeners? Sure. Uh, so I've been in the QuickBooks world, the consulting world for 30 years. Started with QuickBooks when it was DOS 1.0. I think it had been on the market two weeks. Uh Grown up with it. It's, it wasn't where I thought I was going to be. I was a financial analyst for a few years, decided I didn't want to do that, went into teaching, decided this QuickBooks opportunity might be a better place for me. And so went back and got most of a master's in accounting and haven't looked back since. It's I've always told people I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get up every day and can't wait to go to work. So we're lucky to have you on this. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come chat with us. Yeah. Um, so let's dive right into it. So everybody, you know, especially business owners right now, we're talking about the economy, right? How is it going to impact their company? For construction companies specifically, we're wondering about inflation, supply chain, uh, finding, you know, talent for your projects. But regardless of the landscape, there are variables we can work on within uh, what we can control to make sure these companies are successful. So I want to start talking about data, right? So let's talk about guidance for helping make those construction companies, you know, more efficient um, with their data and to make better decision making. What are the core pieces of data that you would describe as mandatory for every business, you know, regardless of size in the construction space for keeping track of data? What insights do they need to look for? There's two financial statements that every business needs to look at. I own a business too. I look at them every day. Um, that's the profit and loss and the balance sheet. The balance sheet's probably the least understood by business owners. Most business owners really understand their profit and loss. They look at their sales. They look at their expenses and whatever's left over. That's their profit. But then they go to their bank account and the profit doesn't match what's in their bank account. And they're like, where'd my money go? Says I made... 300000 but I have $20 in the bank account. What's wrong? They call their bookkeeper, right? And they're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they want to blame the bookkeeper. So um, <clears throat> really, it's about the balance sheet. And that's really the most important financial statement. And it's the most overlooked financial statement. The profit and loss is a temporary financial statement, meaning every year you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again. So you have a bad year, you start over at zero the next year. You have a great year, you still start over at zero the next year. The balance sheet is a permanent financial statement. It's going to follow that business until the day you sell, the day you close your doors. And it's really what ultimately tells the story. So it outlines what are your assets, how much cash do you have, what's in receivables, what do you have in a construction company and work in process on your jobs, um, what do you have in other people's money, bank loans, or customer draws or job deposits, um, all of those factor into your cash flow and your ability to survive. And 
and your fixed assets, your construction equipment, your vehicles. Uh, and the difference between your assets and your liabilities is your equity. Included in your equity is your year-over-year profit and loss. So it really captures kind of both financial statements in one. And because it's permanent, it keeps flowing year after year after year. So every business, I don't care what business you're in, you need to be making sure that that balance sheet is perfect. Like every number on there, you can hang your hat and go, yep, that's actually what I have in cash. Yep, that's actually what I have in receivables. Yep, that's actually what I owe the bank. Because if those numbers aren't right, at some point you have to have a come to Jesus moment where you say, I've got to fix this. My inventory is way off and I've either got to amend some tax returns or I got to take the hit in the current year taxes for that adjustment. So you can't escape it. You can't ignore it. So when I work with a client, that's a very first financial statement that I tackle and say, let's get this right. Let's make sure these numbers are right. Every single one on here. We could probably do a whole episode on on those stories, right? Of like people trying to avoid the reality of it. Right. If you don't, you can't have any confidence in the profit and loss. So those are the two things I focus on first. Okay. Let me double click down on on that. What data is particularly particularly important for construction and contracting businesses within that balance sheet? Yeah. So To take it a step further, construction accounting is one of the most difficult accounting because you not only have to maintain an accurate profit and loss and balance sheet, but now you've got to dig down into each individual project and how did I do? Because, you know, what construction project doesn't involve an estimate? They all like start with, well, what the customer wants to know how much is it going to be? And they, the the contractor starts with, well, what is it going to cost me to do it? Because then that tells me what I'm going to need to charge you to make a profit. So they have to not only just keep track of how much cash and receivables they have and whatnot, but they also have to drill down to an individual project and see how are they doing versus what they thought and analyze that. So the next time they bid a project, they're doing it correctly especially if you're, you've got a contractor that's doing fixed price uh, jobs, you know, where they, they tell the homeowner it's going to be a hundred grand. And if their costs come in at 120, yeah, they're in big trouble. The inflation probably affects it and all that. The, the ones that are doing it right and are being efficient, what data are they tracking within projects? They're tracking their estimated costs. They're tracking okay. their estimated markup and the total. So if you just put in an estimate for this is what I think I'm going to charge the customer, Mm -hmm. that's not enough information. You have to know what do I think it's going to cost me to produce that revenue. And you need to be even more specific. You need to say, this is how much I think it's going to cost me to do the electrical side. This is how much it's going to cost me to do the plumbing. Usually they're getting bids from subcontractors to do some of the work. The work they do internally is often overlooked and not costed into that whole estimate. They know how much they have to pay their subcontractors, but if they have superintendents or they have people that are on the job site doing the demo that are their own employees, they have to factor all those costs in too. So uh, plus a burden rate. 
So it's construction accounting is complicated. <laughs> it sounds like it. You mentioned like some things that people don't th- always think of. Any other surprise data points that clients need to to really think about to give them the advantage on the market? Well, the surprises come when you analyze down to the individual phase of construction. So that's where you begin to figure out maybe I shouldn't try to do the drywall internally. Maybe I should just hire a company that specializes in that because they can get in and out in two days versus if I put my team on it, they're going to get sidetracked. They're not going to, you know, do it as efficiently. So they'll have aha moments about maybe what they should outsource versus do internally. Sometimes they learn that it's better to outsource. Sometimes they learn that it's better to do it internally. So, um, that that is often a big aha moment. To your point, they would never know those aha moments without keeping good data records. They would never know because uh, you probably you probably have a lot of clients that you know you're analyzing jobs a few months after, and you're like, hey, look at this. You knew that you actually lost money on this part of this, and they probably don't know because they didn't keep track. That's a good point that you just said. Analyzing it after is way too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Postmortem's too late. You have yeah. to be in the moment, looking at it every day. How am I doing on this job? How am I doing on this job? How am I, you know, because the minute it starts to go sideways, you need to have the ability to take corrective action. And if you wait till it's over, there's no corrective action to make other than hopefully do it different the next time. Well, that's a perfect segue to our next question then is what's the first step you'd recommend for a company trying to better understand their data, right? Or to be better at tracking data? Yeah. So the first step is to bake the cake. Okay, don't try to put the icing on. So the first step is make sure your profit and loss and balance sheet are accurate. Okay, that's step one. Part of that process is recognizing revenue at the right moment. That's another really difficult thing for construction clients because construction companies are always getting money up front, hopefully, unless they're doing spec homes. So if they're doing a remodel or some sort of thing that they have to buy materials ahead of time, they're usually requesting money up front from a customer. And if they don't track it properly in the financials, it ends up showing up as income when they request the funds. And then you have a bunch of income and you have no expenses because you haven't ordered the materials yet. And so that, that swing, that crazy Profit loss is flying all over the place because it's just based on when you're getting money from the customer up front. And then when you finally pay for the vendor bills, there's no matching. And, and accounting principles are you want to match the timing of revenue to the timing of expense. And so that's something we have to get under control. Not only get a correct profit and loss and balance sheet, but make sure that the timing of revenue recognition is matching the timing of the expenses so that you can look at any day, not just wait till the end of the year till your accountant corrects it. Any day of the week, you can pull up a financial and go, okay, year to date, I'm looking okay. Um, So it'll be very distorted if you don't follow generally accepted accounting principles in the way you track things. So getting somebody, we're not even talking about jobs yet. We're just talking about, you know, overall revenue recognition, matching expense recognition, and being able to 
follow that accurately. So getting that under control first, that's the cake. Okay, then you get into the job costing. That's phase two. Everybody wants to run right to job costing. And it's like, dude, you don't even have, we, you don't even know how much money you have in the bank. You got to walk before you can run. It's hierarchy of needs, right? So. Yeah, for sure. Um, follow-up question to that then, you know, talking about building a foundation here and making sure you're baking the cake. Are, are, you know, a lot of companies are using different apps and tools. Does that help with your data? Does that hinder your data? Um, any good tips for getting the most out of tools and apps? Contractors love apps. They love apps that they can use on their phone. And I've seen business owners jump from app to app to app. They constantly are looking for the next best thing. And they don't give the first app enough time and get it under control. And then they see something else and they jump to something else. So apps can sometimes hinder things because they're changing apps so quickly that you know, the bookkeepers like pulling their hair out, trying to get some processes under control. So you want to plan out your tech stack very carefully. You know, you know, QuickBooks is going to be part of that tech stack because that's the core accounting and every app integrates with QuickBooks. So, you know, people use an app for dispatching. They'll use an app for CRM. They'll use an app for AIA billing. They'll use an app for customer communication with drawings. So you really got to put some thought into it and not just grab the next best thing. You've got to really lay out your tech stack, implement one piece at a time, be very thoughtful and deliberate about how you implement it so that it goes well. And it's not just this chaos for the government. Great advice. Any quick um, stories you have of clients, success stories of someone that went from not being organized and then implementing an app or anything like that? And it doesn't have to be, you know, any crazy transformation, but anything that helped, you know, even incrementally. Yeah, we worked with a, a whole franchise group that specializes in kitchen and bath remodels. And they they came to us and said, you know, we don't know how to tra- train our franchisees to do accounting. And this is too hard for them. So, you know, they had their tech stack that they had picked out and obviously QuickBooks was one of them. And so we helped kind of dumb it down and simplify so that the average business owner could actually do it and be successful. And we, you know, put together processes that would keep them accurate with accurate financials and put the job costing together. So, They've been our client for 20 years and we work with every new franchisee that comes on board and we train them and run alongside them for their first year to make sure that they're doing things right. And that's the goal. You know, the franchise just wants to make sure they're in a good place and they're healthy business owners. So, Well, I appreciate the story. I also appreciate your time, Lisa. Thanks so much for giving us a better understanding of how valuable data is in this space specifically, right? In the construction space. Thank you for tuning in to the Constructing Growth Podcast with QuickBooks Solution Providers. If you found this episode helpful, as always, be sure to subscribe and share it with your construction colleagues. To learn more about how QuickBooks Solution Providers can help you get the results you need, visit QuickBooksPartnerSolutions.com. Stay tuned for more valuable insights and keep building your success. Thanks for coming on, Lisa. Thanks, Nate. 
The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of Intuit QuickBooks or any of its cornerstone brands or employees. This podcast does not constitute financial, legal, or other professional advice or services. No assurance is given that the information is comprehensive, accurate, or free of errors, and the information presented is for general information purposes only. Intuit QuickBooks does not have any responsibility for updating or revising any information presented. Listeners should verify statements before relying on them.